2: Welcome to the Mastermind series where you get to experience Paul and Melissa and their mastermind brainstorming and sharing different ideas on marketing and sales.
0: Okay, so Laurie-Ann.
2: okay, I'm
3: self-diagnosing myself with the- <laughs> are, are we all <laughs> symptoms are afraid of everything, shiny object syndrome and lots of procrastination and avoidance. So what I have a tendency to do, what I've definitely done with my membership is I launched it spur of the moment. Like I'm talking, uh, darn, I've done this challenge this week. I have to offer them something. I'll offer my membership site. Oh, darn, I need a sales page. Better do that this morning. I have this terrible tendency to do this. And I think the reason why I do this, I see some heads shaking, is that By making the short, short, like this is ultra short runway, Mm -hmm. is that now I have absolutely no time to think. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: I have to go left brain and just do and do and do. And then because I'm so last minute, like I never feel comfortable like saying, oh, hey team, guess what I'm doing? (laughs) Uh, My very first, when I launched my membership, I think I'm pretty damn lucky that I had 25 founders who said yes to me awesome and the second time that i that i opened the doors which was it'll be a year in september that was the last time i opened the doors yeah. i think i probably only had like eight people okay. mm-hmm. um, eight or nine people joined so here it is it's been a year i have this fear of launching uh, and i'm just like super curious like if just like what have you guys done
1: as far as launching
3: the fear like fear. I need I need the prescription for my self diagnosed problem. Self diagnosed. All right. This is good. So, does anyone want to comment on that, on the fear and can
0: relate? Yes. Is, is anybody
1: afraid to raise their hand? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, what are you scared of, though? When you say the fear, I mean, I think we all have various aspects of fear, but like, what is it that's driving your fear? Because I think that's helpful to find the answer to your question.
3: Good. Well, I've never actually dove deeper than just to. Like, why don't I open the doors more often? Mm-hmm. Must be afraid of something. And maybe the, the short
0: term, like, why is it always like that last minute type, type thing? Is that something you're kind of wondering about that
3: too? I think I do that so that I don't have to think about anything. Gotcha. Yeah. Even like what prevents me from planning things out and having a longer runway. Yeah. You just can't yeah. do that with a short runway.
4: Yeah. Are you a are you, uh, fearing oh. failure that you might fail? Could be. That's usually a common thing.
5: Sometimes the opposite is true. (laughs) That's what I was
1: going to say. Yeah. We talked about this.
4: You're
5: afraid of success. I mean, you just said it. You said, I was surprised I had 25 founding members. Oh, really? You need to get out of your head. Sounds like people love what you offer. I have no idea what you do. We've never met, but I think you and I need to connect because we have so much in common. (laughs) We'll do that. No, but I think but you might be afraid of the success. I know sometimes I am. It's mm-hmm. definitely been a syndrome that I've always dealt with. It's like, Oh my God, who am I to, who am I to be successful? Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. But that's yeah. That's been me. And it still is these days, some days it's like, I can't do this. I've had so many great things happen. And then I'm timid to even like, I've worked hard for that and I've been recognized by people in my community and sometimes I'm timid to even promote it because I feel like I'm not humble bragging, but like, Oh my God, she's bragging. So, but why not? Right. So this is a reminder for all of us here that it's really great to, because I think when we do, we inspire others to create mm-hmm. their success too. Right. Yeah. It's that yeah. it's like the, the candle and the light, right? Like we don't dim our lights when we, when we shine, we actually allow others to shine. So
3: I love that. It's mm. beautiful.
4: Yeah.
5: yeah. Yeah, a lot of emotion around there. You can hear that in my voice. I know, I know, I know. But it's, it's really, seriously, it's, yeah. I got to get over my own stuff too, right? I mean, I, and this is why I come to these calls because I think we learn so much by being vulnerable and allowing ourselves to feel what maybe somebody else is also expressing. It's a really, really powerful part of the mastermind. So I'm, Yeah. it's funny, I never used to be a vulnerable person ever, <laughs> but my God, I've become so much more vulnerable since I turned right. So... <laughs> <laughs> And being real, like seriously being yeah. real. Like I think you might be afraid of success, like in a nutshell.
3: So really interesting. And it's funny you say that because I guess like one of the things that I was thinking about was that like what's our Lorian, like what's your definition of success? Yeah. Oh, it has to be hard. Like you have to work hard to be successful. And that launch, 25 people, that yeah. was easy. Yeah. 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 Is that group still running? Yes. Yeah, well, hello my founding members are there. Like the second launch, that was a year ago. I think there's still like one or two people that are still, that are still in there.
1: Anybody else want to give any input? Does anybody else have imposter syndrome or yeah, go ahead. Go ahead.
3: I just have,
6: um, I'm working on a second little launch right now. And I noticed that I really, it brings up so much anxiety for me to work on the launch. Mm-hmm. and I have such feelings of self-doubt when I'm working on the launch. When I'm not working on the launch and I'm working with clients or actually I'm in the process of delivering the material, I feel great about me, right? But then when I'm launching, it's, uh, it's so hard. I would almost rather launch late. <laughs> but uh, the other thing that I'm really weak at, and I realize that today, is I'm weak at, so let's say at last, when I launched in the middle of July, I haven't really been in communication with my list that wasn't in the program since then. You know, it's like I went hooray and then I was like, I wait. And I'm not like consistently staying on that runway, you know, putting out content no matter what every week. And so that's why I'm afraid of launching is they've forgotten about me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And so I I don't know if that's going on with you, but I sort of recognize that that may be in there. At least it, it is for me. You know what? Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Do you, have, any, do you well, have anything you want to
6: share? I just
0: would say, you know, we all have fears. I mean, and for anyone that says that they're totally fearless, like I would challenge that because no matter what what level of where we are in our business, whether we're just starting out, whether we've been in this for a while, we all are going to experience that fear. And actually I look at that fear as a mechanism like that helps us to grow because that's really what fuels us, that pushes us sometimes. And I think that's where it may be to shift that fear so look at that as, in a more of a positive light that it, it is something that can fuel you. It is something that allows you to push yourself out of your comfort zone. And, uh, you know, again, when you're looking at that fear as something positive, it's not that, oh my gosh, I'm afraid. That, makes, I'm, I'm, that means I'm a bad entrepreneur because I'm afraid. Like, no, like you're afraid because you actually have something that you truly believe in. You want to you give to the world. You want to deliver for your people. So like there is going to be that level of fear, that level of anticipation and excitement. So. It's that mind shift of taking that fear and be like, okay, I'm freaked out. But you know what? Like it's because something really, good is about to happen because I'm getting ready to try something new. I'm getting ready to present something to people that really need what I have and to, to work with your fear, not to fight your fear, but to work with it. Mm-hmm. to to take it, ha- have that step and just be like, okay, I'm afraid, but you know, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna move forward. And sometimes to cause that's the thing. Well, okay, well then how do I work with it? It's just the next step. It's that motion. Cause a lot of times when we are in, in that fearful state, And then we freeze and then we don't do anything, which I know that sounds like it's like you're like kind of frozen and didn't didn't. And then all of a sudden something springs. Okay, I'm just going to do this last minute thing because you're like all of a sudden just jumping off that, you know, the diving board and ready to dive in. So it's just that constant motion that's going to help you move through that fear and work with the fear as opposed to just being like really,
2: you know, adverse to the fear i could speak to fear yeah yeah (laughs) hi guys hi i just wanted to say i'm glad i'm here it's my first time with you guys so i'm excited (laughs) right my membership is i'm on my second one in a sense because i'm moving to a new platform and i think i'm going to have two different types one for my summits and then one for a membership platform um going in another direction other than summits and that's how I met Melissa and Paul. They were speakers at my summit. Thank you again for doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as far as yeah. the fear and getting things done, I've been through quite a few launches, but they were not my own. So working with somebody and helping them with their launch, I guess that helped me get over some of my fears because I've, I've I've done it and there's always I always have in mind that something's going to go wrong because it almost always does. And just knowing that you are human and that you're going to push through it is my my number one thing. And then your implementation plan and pretty much just in very general terms, have that goal. Whatever works for you, whether you write it down electronically or physically, but then put it on your calendar because that's going to push you to do it. If you block out a specific time on your calendar and say, okay, no, Friday morning from 10 to 12, I have to work on this. This is what's going to get done. And you just got to do it. Don't think too far ahead because that's what gets scary think about that one task. Have your task, your lists and what you have to have done and then okay, it's on my calendar today. I'm doing this and then you know, Monday, I'm going to do this and next thing you know, you're almost done and you're like oh my gosh, launch date. I'm ready to go. (laughs) That's great. (laughs) So just that's where I come from anyways.
1: (laughs) Thank you. Did you want to add too?
4: yeah, yeah. I've been operating from a place of fear, but it's a lot of it had to do with not knowing what to do like try to what me what I need to do, but I still needed to like, okay, now how do I do it? Like mm-hmm. you guys have each other and you know, you help each other out. I've like all alone trying to figure out the things. Now you need an email list. Now you need to, you know, lead magnet and opt in and all that and mixed in with life. It just like took me forever. And I felt like I was getting nowhere fast. And at the start of the quarantine, I says, I have to be consistent. There's one thing I have to do to force myself so that at the end of the quarantine, which I thought was going to be about three weeks and not five months. (laughs) (laughs) So I decided to go live every single night and I've been going live every night and painting. I just sit there like, you know, these are my paintings. I do a painting a night. I have my friends soft music in the background. I can't tell you how many people send me private messages thanking me that I'm keeping them sane during the quarantine and relieving their stress. So I know I'm on the right track, but still like, you know, okay, how do I turn, to, how do I monetize this? And I just hired a VA. Oh, good for I, you. And just the fact that I did that, I feel so much better. I mean, right now she's probably making as much money as I am with my 11 members, but already she's like taking my social media off my plate. Cause like I go fit live on Facebook and that's it. I don't do anything else. Uh, Melissa, I was in Insta post, I can't tell you how many months and it just sat there and i and so many other things, I need to do this, I need to learn how to do this, I need to learn, and I never got the chance to learn and implement, learn and implement. But now that I have somebody helping me, it's forcing me to move forward. And I will say, now that my membership is like eight or nine months old, and I have like eight or nine months of video tutorials from different painting lessons, I'm realizing I could turn this into a course, into like a signature course, you know, maybe for like three or four hundred dollars or something and maybe up level it with VIP one on lessons with me. So now I'm realizing the potential. I feel like even though I'm moving at a snail's pace Mm -hmm. that I've been building my foundation and, you know, as I go forward, I still want to grow my membership right now. My baby goal was I want 50 members this way. At least I'm bringing in, you know, a thousand $1,300 $1,300 a month or whatever, so I don't have to, so I could get it off my brain that mm-hmm. I got to get more members, I got to get more members, you know, yep. and, and then I could focus on the next thing and go after that. Love it.
1: Love it. Love it. I love it. Yeah. Can I ask, Laurie, it? a quick question from a completely different angle, potentially. Do you actually enjoy what you do in your membership, or do you feel like it's a dilution of the work that you actually do one-to-one, and do you mm. consequently think that actually you're running down a membership path to some degree because you think you have to, or because it's something that you think people want and consequently because it's not front of mind as being the thing that you wish to pile your energy into, you're kind of on the back foot feeling that maybe it just kind of gets pushed to the end all the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I just wonder about that as being part of the fear aspect in the maybe it's actually something else completely different in that you just don't really feel it's the thing.
3: I thought that might be it, but I love doing like when the monthly Q&A calls or office hours that I do, I just like fall in love with it all over again. And so one of the things that I think was the problem is that the engagement in the group and there's the lack of community. Mm -hmm. And So I'm actually in the process of doing interviews with everybody. As to what do you love, what do you want, what would help you move forward, and there's been a lot of requests for networking and more, just group networking and like one-on-one calls with people to f- sort of facilitate that. So that's th- thank you very much. That was that's a very powerful question.
0: It's,
1: yeah. Yeah, cool. Thank you, Chase.
0: I think, Laurie, you're not alone, So, because a lot of people brought this up. So it's just a matter of kind of thinking about some of the things that people have said about this with that fear piece, because it definitely is something beyond the launch itself, you know? And then it's just a matter of, I loved what Arlene said, is like maybe it's a matter of, of systems that you need in place to help you kind of get that move on. And then also it's just a matter of going back to your why as to why you're doing this to begin with, to help you push you through that fear too. hmm
3: Thank you.
1: Thank Should you. I not add anything?
2: God, good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think each of us, again, neurolinguistics, pain, pleasure, reward, consequence, right? So I think anything that we have that we self sabotage and we trip up, each one of us, when you just label it fear, there's actually deeper rooted elements that are either life experiences or things from childhood or previous relationship or something else. That actually is like the root of why we make the decisions or not make the decisions that we are in the current state of. And sometimes we have to go a little deeper to find out even when Melissa and I first started dating and she came into the business, she had some money wounds from Mm -hmm. her previous relationship Mm -hmm. and I was very open like, Hey, this is how much money we have coming in. This is what's going on. Don't spend money a couple of weeks from now because we got a a dip coming. Like, I've been self-employed my entire adult life. I know the peaks and valleys and like how to look ahead. And she was used to like the corporate, like, okay, the money's gonna be there every, like, you just don't talk about the money. You know, I was like, no, I'm not talking about it from a negative standpoint. And also when I had my real estate company years ago, and, you know, in the bubble, when I say it in a moment, like a hero story, like, oh, I had over 200 agents. Well, it's like, there's a constant attrition, right? There's a lot of interviews. There's a lot of great people that, you know, very intelligent, very smart people that would come in and they would just like be in, inaction action state, that perfectionism, that worry, that state or whatever. And it was all for different, many different reasons. And then you would have somebody that would be coming in the sack, same day. They didn't have the intelligence. They didn't have the sales skills. They just didn't know any better. And they just did it. <laughs> like they just, they just did it. Mm-hmm. And they became really successful and everybody's looking at that book. Like, Hold on. They're not intelligent. They, they don't know how to sell. Like what's going on. This doesn't make sense. I'm better than them. They didn't know any better. They just did it. Right. So sometimes we have these internal limiting beliefs that each of us just label it fear. And sometimes it could be, again, they've already talked about it. The fear of rejection is huge. Like people just, you know, you're putting something into the market. You're feeling it's going to be you personally. It's being rejected when people decide what could be just the offer what you're providing to the world. Maybe it's just not language correctly. Maybe it's not in front of the right audience correctly. Like there's, there's elements that you can twist and change so that it's in line. But then sometimes again, the opposite, you're afraid of success, which means is, Oh crap. I have people now I have responsibility. Now I have to show up. Like I didn't want to do self-employed stuff and have to like show up like I did this so I could sleep in and be consistent and go out and walk the dog and hike and do these. Other. Now I got to show up every Wednesday at 12 o'clock. I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like we self-sabotage. And, and in some cases also, it is that imposter syndrome. Where, you know, you do your thing very, very well and you, your friends, your family, and maybe your immediate peripheral people, like they believe in what you do. And then you're you're in a sense of vulnerability. You're putting yourself out into the open market, especially this year with everything going on. People are being very vocal about things they don't agree with. And like everybody's afraid to put an offer out there, you know, just the the reaction in some cases. But at the the end of the day, I would definitely would love you to like go in like a little bit deeper to Mm -hmm. find out what that is. Because if a lot of us, and this is the analogy I use a lot, is that it's like going into the grocery store and you're, you have the cart and you're driving through and you're you're getting something. And then it's like a brick wall, you know, like your cart stops suddenly, boom, right? And that's what happens to a lot of us in our business. We get hit with this huge brick wall and that's how, and then we sabotage, we do and it's a freaking little pebble that stops that cart. Mm-hmm. It's the tiniest thing, guys. <laughs> when you're in the food store, it's like, you know, whatever stops it. It's the smallest little thing. But man, that'll that'll just stop us in our tracks. That'll sabotage us. That'll create stress at home. And that's the thing that each one of us, when you say the word fear, some of you might have a non-supporting spouse in your household, and they're looking at what you're doing as a hobby or waste of money or or, or distraction, and they want you to get the real job again and blah blah like. Fear could be a lot of different things, you know, and it's that deeper element to know, like, how can you get over that so that you can move forward? But a lot of times it's a small little thing and it's like a broken record. It'll just always skip on that same spot. And you, you kind of it's like an NLP thing or, you know, Tony Robinson, you got to like scratch the record, create a new pattern, you know, and that way you can play a different tune and move, move forward. Thank you for being vulnerable and open though, and talking about this because I think all of us in our own ways, we have the thing that we sabotage ourselves on. I would not show up on this call on time if Melissa didn't control our calendar (laughs) (laughs) because she tells me every day what what time I'm doing what because that's my weak point. I would also say, just last for for each of us, is sometimes it's because you love your thing you do really well, you just don't wanna be the salesperson. Mm-hmm. You don't wanna be the manager of people. You don't wanna be, so I would definitely, we talk about it a couple of times, I'll get the book, The E-Myth uh, mm-hmm. Revisited, and I'd read that p- back back and forth to figure out maybe you're the technician, where you do wanna do the thing with your people. Like you might wanna be the person, you might, might wanna own the company and own your own salon, but you still want to cut hair and you want somebody else to worry about how to get the lights turned on every day yeah. And that you might just need to surround yourself with other components. Cause not all of us truly want to be an entrepreneur. We just enjoy what we do so much and we actually don't want to listen to anybody else, you know? So that's why we want to buy or own our own thing. So. Sorry, I know that took time.
3: <laughs> no, thank you. And Melissa, let me know when the recordings are available.
0: <laughs> <gonna forget>. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> thank you so much. And thanks thanks for opening up too, because I know that's, yeah, it's, that's it's, it's, I mean, we all go through it and just, we don't talk about it enough. And I think it's important. If you would like to work with us and our team to help you snap up more sales and incredible clients with a stellar marketing strategy that works, go to AdaptiveMembership.com and sign up for our wait list. We have a limited number of spots in our exclusive program to set you up for success and take action. We're waiting for you at AdaptiveMembership.com.